Blog Talk Radio. Taylor calling in. Chris is a little behind. Um, hopefully we can get uh, him going here tonight. Preview. Sorry about that. Um, as we preview the Daytona 500 race weekend. Um, and um, we got the duels, the qualifying, the practice. Uh, Xfinity and Trucks also opened their season as well this weekend um, to give you a full rundown on the to give a full rundown on the NASCAR. Uh, schedule weekend at Daytona. Um, We have trucks, I believe, Friday night. Uh, And then Xfinity Saturday, I think late afternoon, and then the Cup Series Sunday. Uh, Here's your full weekend rundown. We have the date Wednesday, tomorrow night on Fox Sports 1. At 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time is Daytona 500 qualifying. You can also catch that on MRN Radio and Sirius XM. Uh, that basically, we will find out who is locked into the front row for the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Uh, then Thursday, we'll have the Arkham Menards Series practice at 4.05 p.m. Eastern. No TV broadcast of that. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Um, will be on for practice at 5.05 p.m. Eastern on FS1. The NASCAR Cup Series uh, Blue-Green Vacation Duels. The first one will start at 7 p.m. Eastern, and the second one will start approximately at 8.45 p.m. Eastern. All of that will be on FS1, MRN Radio, and Sirius XM. Uh, and then Friday, we'll have the Arkham Menard Series qualifying at 1.30. The Truck Series will have qualifying at 3 o'clock on FS1 and MRN Radio. The NASCAR Xfinity Series will have the their practice at 4.35 p.m. Eastern, FS1 and MRN Radio for TV and radio broadcast. The Cup Series at 5.35 p.m. Eastern for their practice on FS1 and MRN Radio. Then the Craftsman Truck Series opens their 2024 calendar season from Daytona with the Fresh from Florida 250 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on FS1 Radio, MR, or FS1 TV, MRN Radio, and Sirius XM on Saturday. Uh, another rundown of the schedule will be the Cup Series final practice at 10.30 in the morning on FS1 and MRN Radio. The Xfinity Series will have their qualifying at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. 
on FS1 and MRN Radio. And the Arca Menard series will open their season. Uh, this is the main Arca Menard series. They will open their season at 1.30 p.m. Eastern with the Daytona Arca 200 on FS1 and MRN Radio. Then the Xfinity Series will kick things off for their season with the United Rental 300 at 5 p.m. Eastern on FS1 Radio, FS1 TV, MRN Radio, and Sirius XM. Then Sunday is a big day, the Super Bowl of all Super Bowls, the Daytona 500 on 2.30 p.m. Eastern for the NASCAR Cup Series, live on Fox and MRN Radio and Sirius XM Radio as well. Um, For the Daytona entry list, I do believe there's 42 entries in total from what uh, Mr. Bob Pachris was saying. Um, of course, you have your usual guys like Ross Chastain, Cindric, Austin Dillon, your full-time drivers. Um, we'll also find out the open qualifiers who are locked into the Daytona 500 as well with the front row. Um, looking at the entry list now. Um Oh, we got the cup qualifying order by draw with top 20 and owner points in the last 20 spots in the top 10 to the second round. Um, But we'll pass on that as we are looking for the entry list in the open cards. Yes, 42 entries for the Daytona 500. Um, The New York racing car uh, was rumored to have Greg Biffle behind the wheel. Um, Greg Biffle announced earlier today that he was not – driving that car uh, due to some unfortunate um, duties that were not fulfilled in some way, shape, or form. Uh, We believe that could be a money deal where Greg Biffle was not given his money, or if he was, he was not given the full payment, Um, which is a bummer. A lot of the younger fans that knew knew Greg Biffle. Uh, like the late if you're like late twenties, early thirties or maybe a little bit older, you know about Greg Biffle. Uh it's a bummer to see him not race the Daytona five hundred, but sometimes if you don't put the money where your mouth is, sometimes you get the cold hard pass on that one. Um let's see, the open cars that will be Trying to get into the Daytona 500. Uh, they are the 36 from Front Row Motorsports of Kaz Gorala. The 60 car from Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing RFK of David Reagan. Anthony Alfredo will drive the Beard Motorsports 62 entry. Uh, BJ McLeod will drive the Lift Fast Motorsports 78 car. Uh, for those who don't know, the 78 car for Liftfast Motorsports no longer has their charter. It was recently sold to, I believe, it was Spire Motorsports. Uh, and then the 84 of Legacy Motor Club, Jimmy Johnson. Now, in qualifying night, which is tomorrow, not only will we see the front row locked-in drivers, but the open-car drivers of Grala, Reagan, Alfredo, McLeod, 
and Johnson, the fastest two of those drivers will be locked into the Daytona 500 as well, while the other drivers will have to settle their uh, their starting spots through the Daytona duels on Thursday night. Um, we are the... But, yeah, it's a tough deal with Greg Biffle in the 44, but things happen. Um, it's just how things are. Anyways, we have the uh, – we are bringing back the Kaz's Hot Picks as we have our NASCAR pool ready to launch uh, this week, starting tomorrow with submitting our picks. Um, we have – last year we had 14 total be a part of the NASCAR pool for our first year ever. And then last and then this year, um we have we had out of those fourteen, twelve came back. Uh so we lost two along the way, but we picked up some new people. We have so we now have sixteen in total, so a little bit more competition. The groups have been shaken up a little bit. Um but for those who are trying to get into our NASCAR pool at the last second, um, I'll try to give you a quick rundown of how our pool goes. So basically we split. Um, so right now we have 16 people. They're split into two groups. Um, basically you have 20, you can make picks um, each and every week sent to our email, which is rclnascarpicks at gmail.com. Um, Basically, who you think will win the race will earn you points throughout the regular season each week. Um, of course, if they get, if a driver you pick for that week gets any playoff points, you get playoff points as well. Um, basically, at the end of the 26 races, the first 26 races, I should say, the top four from each group qualify for the playoffs while everybody else goes to uh, what they call what some people call them fantasy football or fantasy baseball, whatever you want to, whatever fantasy leagues you're part of, uh, the consolation bracket, or in a worse term to put it, the loser's bracket. Um, basically, you want to be top four at the end of the regular season. And I'll speak, speak from experience now. If you start off on a bad note in the first three races, first three, four races, don't worry, folks. Don't focus on the uh, focus on getting that top four deal. Um, if you if you end up so our pick windows always open Wednesday 8 a.m. Eastern morning and then they close on Thursday 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, only a driver can only pick twice within each group. So if three people pick Kyle Larson for a week, the first two people that uh, got Kyle that picked Kyle Larson will pick him. The third person will get an email back saying uh, you have to repick. And if you have to repick, you get an extension into Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. This is how we did it last year, and we're going to redo it again this year. Um, so, Daytona 500. Um, let's look at betting odds before we get into our top picks for the. Daytona 500. 
And this is kind of like betting odds. Um, I use the website called actionnetwork.com for those of are like a Vegas betting on type of people. Um, the big favorite right now is Denny Hamlin, which is no surprise. He's three-time Daytona 500 champion, Brad Keselowski. He's a big super speedway racer. Shockingly, he's not won the Daytona 500. Um, then there's Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano. Those guys are always super speedway racers. Then you have Kyle Busch. Um, those are the top five betting odd favorites. Um, Kyle Busch, I do believe, and I hope somebody corrects me on this if I am wrong. I believe this will be Kyle Busch's 20th attempt of the Daytona 500. Um, it is one to he. It is one to. I mean, it's hard to believe somebody of like Kyle Busch, um, Brad Keselowski too, who been to the, who ran the Daytona 500 so many times and yet to win. Um, it's a hard feat. Not going to lie. Anything can happen. We've seen underdogs that we don't normally talk about on a weekend, weekend or weekend, week out basis. Like Michael McDowell, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500. Um, favorite drivers that you would think, um, would be favorites, but could be considered underdogs. Um, you have to think of like guys like uh, Martin Truex Jr., who has never won on a super speedway race. Um, you also have guys like Alex Bowman. Uh, he could be a solid contender. But if you remember late back uh, last year, towards the end of the season, he had an injury. Um, actually, in the middle of the season, uh, racing a sprint car did something to his spine. He was out for a few weeks, came back, and didn't look like the typical Alex Bowman that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, But that is kind of where we are heading. But anyways, we'll get to my hot picks of who I think these are the ones to watch. When Chris comes on, uh, we will see where his thoughts and his picks where he believes some drivers belong. Chris says, give him about 10 minutes. All right, so for the so for the favorites I have listed, uh, no surprise, Denny Hamlin was number one. I had to write him on there. Um, like I said, three-time three time Daytona 500 champion. I mean, that's something that's not... Um, it's not always heard of in the NASCAR world. I mean, we've heard of many multiple times Daytona 500 wins, but Denny Hamlin has won three, and I believe two of his were back-to-back years as well, uh, believe it or not. Um, also, I've listed his favorites, Joey Logano, who's also a Daytona 500 champion, and then I have... Um, Brad Keselowski is a favorite, and I know people will look at me and say, why do you have him as a favorite if he's not a Daytona 500 champion? Um, Reason being, I mean, his stats don't entirely lie for Daytona, regardless if it's a 500 or not. Um, Brad Keselowski, uh, excuse me here, folks. Brad Keselowski, um, despite having 
29 starts. He does have a win, four top fives and seven top tens. Um, his average finish may be a 22.3. On the other hand, he has led some laps. Uh, he is a super speedway racer. Last time they were at Daytona, which was last July, if I'm right, uh, he pushed his teammate Chris Busher to the checker flag. Uh, he could have he could have won the race, but he decided to push his driver and his teammate uh, across the line. And I think this time around, if Brad's in the situation of becoming a Daytona 500 champion, uh, would he push his teammate to the line, or would he be selfish and take it himself? If I were Brad, I would have taken myself. I mean, you haven't won one, dude. Right here's your right here's your chance. Um, for contenders, I have Alex Bowman. Uh, Bowman at Daytona itself. Uh, no wins at Daytona, but in 15 races, he has one top five and five top tens. He has gotten the pole three times, and I believe all those three poles were Daytona 500 poles. Um, he has led 42 laps at Daytona, but his average finish is a 16.1, which currently sits third um, of active full-time, actually fourth now that Zane Smith is a uh, full-time Cup Series driver, he sits fourth on that grid. But really, I would say I would say more so second or third, depending on how you look at how many starts he's had at Daytona. I mean, Zane Smith has had one race at Daytona. Austin Sindrick, he's had five races at Daytona, won once, which is a Daytona 500 win. Um, but Bowman, pretty much example. I put him as a contender. I can't put him as a favorite right now. Um, another contender I've listed is Austin Dillon, who's won the Daytona 500. Uh, he, you remember him when he some people will say he moved Eric Amarola out of the way. Uh, some people say it was a racing incident, but you can give your own call however you want. He won the Daytona 500 however he won it. Uh, then you have Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who is the defending Daytona 500 champion. I put him as a contender. He's always one to watch in these super speedway races. Uh, he's all, Whether it's good or bad, uh, he's not given the nickname Ricky Spinhouse for nothing. <laughs> for those of you who get that joke. Um, for the underdogs, I have Justin Haley. He does have a Daytona win. Um, it was one of those July... Races he won with Spire Motorsports. It was a rain-shortened race, but a win is a win. Um, another one I consider an underdog is Corey LaJoy. He's always uh, he's either been a hit or a miss on Super Speedway races, and when he's a, when he's a hit, he delivers. Um, another one to look out for is AJ Allmendinger. He will be piloting the Colleague 16 car this week. Uh, as we mentioned a couple weeks ago, or even last week, the Colleague 16 car, while multiple drivers behind the wheel, and AJ Allmendinger will be piloting that car this week. Um, when Chris comes in, we'll add more to that list. We normally have five drivers per list. I usually start off with three drivers for the favorites, contenders, and underdogs, uh, so on and so forth. But this is this is going to be one Daytona 500 to look out for. 
as we think, we believe that with Daytona, there's always storylines, and especially when it comes to qualifying, we sit here and say that we don't know what the drivers, we don't know what drivers will deliver the storylines. Um, we could sit here and believe that Hendrick will create history once again, and wouldn't be would not be a surprise if a Hendrick driver lines up on the front row, um, regardless if it's Alex Bowman, William Byron, or Kyle Larson, um, maybe even Chase Elliott, who knows? But if there really was a driver that could make a storyline probably out of the gate, um, it could be, um, it, in my opinion, it probably could be Ryan Blaney. I mean, defending champion, if he starts off on a hot note by qualifying, uh, by getting first or second and qualifying, he'll log himself in the front row. That would be something. Um, another one that could be there as well. Uh, it could be a it could be a storyline as well. Would probably be something like along the, the Martin Truex line. He has never won a date, or he's never won a super speedway race. That would be a major shock for a lot of us, believe it or not. Um, Bubba Wallace could probably uh, make history if he qual- if he qualifies up front as well with the twenty three. Um, Kyle Busch too with the number eight for RCR. And I do have a conspiracy theory for when it comes to RCR um, and Kyle Bush. Uh, I want to wait till Chris gets on before I let that conspiracy theory. So if you want to listen on to a conspiracy theory, I mean, hey, this is Race Chat Live. We always have at least one conspiracy theory a, a year, even though we like to come up with a whole bunch of those um, for each year. Um So, again, the 44, nobody knows who's going to be driving that car. Um, again, a shame that Greg Biffle's not a part of it. Um, so, as of right now, with the Xfinity truck entry list, we have 44 entries for the Xfinity series, and then we have 38 entries for the truck series. Um, I'm trying to see how many cars can go in each field, and it's not really saying – Bob Pockers does not say how many are in or out, but um, it is what it is. Qualifying list, as we see it right now, so I'm looking at it. Carson Hosevar will be the first one out on track. Um, then the – then we have the first open car that will go second. That will be Anthony Alfredo. Uh, David Reagan and A.J. Alf. And then, oh, Zane Smith on uh, the 71 machine will go out third. Um, but he's not an open car. Um, David Reagan will be the next one of the open cars. He'll go sixth. Uh, B.J. McLeod will go back out in eighth. Um, then... We go down to the 44 team, which, again, we don't know who the driver is. It looks like they have a sponsor behind them, uh, even without a driver, which is weird. 
I mean, it's odd that New York Racing comes out with a with a hauler wrapped and a car ready to go, and they don't have a driver. And qualifying is tomorrow with the duels on Thursday. I don't know what they're going to do or who they're going to sign. Um, I'm sure they'll probably be as desperate as probably getting a local driver just to do it. Um, then the last of the open cars will be Kev Grala and who qualifies 17th or who will be 17th out to qualify. And then Jimmy Johnson will be out about halfway through the qualifying field. Um, track record, track qualifying record is actually set by Bill Elliott back in 1987, believe it or not. Um, could we see that be broken? Maybe, maybe not. Um, oh, another storyline that could be in there too would be Ty Gibbs. Um, to be front row. That would be a good one to look out for on that side. Um, looking at the Xfinity list now to see if there's any cup drivers that are stepping down um, to race this race. Um, I'm not seeing any. Frankie Muniz uh, just recently announced he'll be racing part-time for Joey Gates Motorsports in the Xfinity Series after running a full ARCA schedule last year. Uh, Good to see him get a ride. Uh, Daniel Suarez will be uh, racing the Xfinity Series for SS Greenlight Racing. Uh, well, he'll be attempting to qualify at least there. Um, let's see, for the Truck Series, I don't see any drivers stepping down for that one either. Um, oh, nope, Corey LaJoy will be driving the Fire Motorsports number seven uh, truck. He'll have backing from Blue Green Vacations on that machine. Um, truck Series has some interesting drivers. I know one for me personally to look out for, uh, New York native. Um, I guess a big mod, I guess a big star here in the Northeast would be Stuart Friesen in the 52 Toyota. But there's other drivers that can do it. I know they can. Uh, there's Ben Rhodes. Uh, God bless Johnny Sauter. As, uh, Mr. Craig Moore would put it, he'll be out there in the Nice Motorsports 45. Um, Ty Dillon will be driving for Rackley uh, WAR Racing for the Truck Series. I'm not sure if it's a full-time or a time basis. Um, just going to see if I can pull that up real quick. As Ty Dillon is an interesting story. We all, um, a lot of us know as he had his cup series, or he drove for his grandfather, Richard Childress, through Trucks and Xfinity. Um, and in the Cup Series, he ran for Jermaine Racing, and then Jermaine kind of fell off, and Ty Dillon did not want to drive for his grandfather because he didn't want to be listed in the same list as his brother, apparently, Austin Dillon, as, you know, the, the silver spoon driver type deal. 
Um, let's see here. Ty Dillon, yeah, he's driving full time for Rackley WAR to replace Matt De Benedetto, who drove that truck for the most part last year, even though he had a full time contract with that team. And then the team said after the playoff, after he got eliminated in the playoffs, pretty much gave him the pink slips that see you later, have fun. Um, kind of a bummer what it is with how some things go. Um, let's see here. Um, let's see. My prediction for the Daytona front row, if y'all are interested in that. Um, my front row, you know, I would like to see a redemption story of, you know what, for front row purposes, I would like to see, um, I would like to see Alex Bowman probably not get the pole, but be front row, at least for on the redemption side of things, um, after the awful year he had last year, um, at at the second half of the season. Um, I feel like this could be a redemption spot. Give him a confidence boost. Give the team a confidence boost for the rest of the weekend. Another one that could be there as well could be Noah Gregson. Uh, You guys remember last year he drove for Legacy Motor Club in the 42 car, and then he got suspended. Um for some, I think it was like a racial thing that happened or whatever, and uh, and then he got cleared to come back to compete in NASCAR. He opted to sit the rest of the season out, and now he's with uh, Stuart Haas Racing number 10 machine, replacing Eric Almarola, who's retired from full-time racing. Um, check to see if Chris is in the studio. Not as of now, not quite yet. Um, but let me see. Let's see what other notables I can get you for the Cup Series, um, Daytona 500. Um, let's see here. Chris Buescher, as I mentioned, could be a driver to watch for as well. Um, a long shot, and he may be in an open car, but a long shot driver could be David Reagan. Uh, he has a Daytona win, uh, eight top tens to go with four top fives. Um, he has led some laps, uh, 39 to be exact, right there. So that could be... A long shot there. Ross Chastain could be another one to watch. Um, I know he's won at Daytona in the Xfinity Series with Colleague Racing. Um, I believe that was a few years ago before he went full-time uh, cup racing. Um, the Chase Elliott is yet to win at Daytona with five top tens, three top fives. Uh, he does have three poles. 
at Daytona. Oh, boy, let's see here. Brad Keselowski could have a storyline of front row qualifying. Uh, yet to win the Daytona 500, but yet he can sneak one through with qualifying, get his first pole award ever. Um... And then look at other ones to watch. Um, William Byron could be one to watch as well. He's won at Daytona in the summer, July 2021. No, it was 2020. I believe it was 2020, actually, because I believe it was Jimmy Johnson's final year. And uh, William Byron won that race and pretty much uh, took Jimmy Johnson out of the playoff picture with his win there. Um, going to do a quick plug here, quick. Uh, if you ever need to listen, or if you ever want to listen to Race Chat Live at any point, uh, be sure to check us out on your podcast needs, such as Blog Talk Radio, uh, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, I know there's Geo Savings, um, iHeartRadio, basically any form of podcast platform you can think of, we are on. Just search the 110 Nation and you'll find Race Chat Live. You'll also find our Sunday night shows, which is known as The Closers. They talk about sports uh, throughout that week and whatnot. Uh, speaking of sports as well, I think we have Chris on. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Oh, Chris, man. I didn't realize you were on the line for a few minutes. I'm looking through my list of... Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing there, Chris? Ah, uh, you know, have you ever heard that song, I've Seen Better Days? <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, well, we'll um, make it. Hey, um, I was kind of going through the Daytona schedule earlier. Um, I went through some of the Hazard Hot Picks. I didn't want to finish that list off without you. I had a, I also had a concern. Conspiracy theory, our front, and I also made a front row Daytona prediction list, or at least some drivers I would like to see lock into the front row. That's kind of like a storyline type of deal. Um, and I told the, the listeners, too, that there is a conspiracy theory I want to make about um, a certain driver and a certain team. Um, but I didn't want to say until I heard, got you on because, I mean, Chris, what is Race Chat Live without us creating conspiracy theories? I mean, come on. Exactly. Yep, we got to have those. And believe it or not, we're right sometimes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, but anyways, um, I kind of want to give you the rundown quick here, Chris. Um, okay. We have um, the favorites for our hot picks. Um, We have Denny Hamlin, uh, Joey Logano, and Brad Kislowski. Um, 
Right. Two of those three, two of those three have, are Daytona 500 champions. Uh, Brad Keselowski may not be a Daytona 500 champion, but Brad Keselowski's never won to overlook at all by any stretch of the means. He's always in the front in these super speedway races, regardless if it's towards the end of the race or if he stays, or if he, you know, he's up front early and then in the middle he kind of back a bit, and at the end, he finds his way back up front. He ignored the, the, the super speedway racing style that Brad Keselowski has. Um, for contenders, um, there are two you may be shocked I have as a contender. Maybe you, you won't be, but I lifted Alex Bowman. Uh, we know Alex Bowman and the super speedway style. He kind of followed um, the suits, kind of followed the suits of uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., um, especially with his crew and crew chief right there. Uh, Austin Dillon, who is a past Daytona 500 champion, I put him as a contender. And I've also put the defending Daytona 500 champion, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., into that mix as well. Uh, for underdogs, I've, I've listed Justin Haley. Uh, he may have a rain-shortened Daytona win with Spire, but he's with Rick Ware, and I know Rick Ware's not the best uh, equipment, regardless of super speedway or not. But if we know how some of these underdogs work out with super speedway races, they're usually finding themselves not if not a win, but at least the top 10 or top 15. Uh, so I feel like Justin Haley fits that suit very well. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Corey LaJoy, uh, he's always been a hit or miss with super speedway races. And when he's a hit, he's right on the money. He may have not won, but I mean, Hey, his first career Cup series win could be a Daytona 500 win. And I have also listed A.J. Allmendinger, who's piloting the Colleague 16 car this week. Um, A.J.'s another one of those sleeper, super speedway drivers. Um, and Colleague's been one of those super, those uh, sleeper, super speedway teams, as we know. Um, any drivers that you think I have not mentioned, I know I left the you off the table as I purposely do but your feedback you know we can go back and forth and see where you think what drivers do you feel belong on this list we have two more drivers to lift in each category let's throw our list Chris I want to hear your thoughts well, well obviously you know there's two guys that we've got to keep our eye on that are due for a Daytona 500 win and both of these guys were for you know uh, one was a former Toyota driver, one still is a Toyota driver. Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. Those two guys are definitely the, the ones that you want to keep your eye on because after so many times now, you know, eventually they're going to either hit the jackpot or they're going to end their career without the Daytona 500 victory. Um, I'm not sure where those guys sit on your list of names, uh, but uh, well, it's definitely. Well, looking back. I'll, I'll get to Kyle Busch here in a second. Um, the one I want to put was Martin Truex Jr. And I know Martin Truex Jr. is not one um, 
is not one we normally put under this category, but I feel like Martin Triggs Jr. fits the underdog category for super speedway races. As you mentioned, he's yet to win a Daytona 500, but Chris, he's yet to win a super speedway race. He's never done right. it. Right. And I feel like Martin Triggs Jr. could be is a true underdog when it comes to super speedway races. He's because at any other track, we put his name as a contender or a favorite, somebody to really look out for to compete for top 10s, fives, and even wins. But Super Speedway's tricks just, just does not have the gel or the, the niche that we're looking for. Um, so I feel like Trix fits that true underdog story right there. Yeah, he's definitely, um, he's definitely an underdog in that sense. As for Kyle Busch, I listed him as a favorite. Um, and I know he's never won a Daytona 500. He's won at Daytona before. Um, but you can't ignore the fact of in 37 Daytona races, he's finished in the top five eight times. He has 12 top tens. He has one pole. And he's led 519 laps. The guy knows how to run in front. It's just a matter of crossing the finish line first, especially Daytona 500. And, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is his 20th attempt at the Daytona 500. It is Kyle Busch's 20th attempt. Now, remember this this conspiracy theory I was mentioning or hinting at earlier, Chris? You ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. So we're going to go back to Dale Earnhardt days. Dale Earnhardt, it took him his it took him 20 tries to win his Daytona 500 race. What team did he get that did he get that Daytona win from? Richard Childress Racing. Yep. Fast forward 20. Fast forward 20 years later. Who won the Daytona 500 20 years later? Austin Dillon. With what team? Richard Childress Racing. Are you seeing where I'm going going with this? Because Kyle Busch, Busch, this is his 20th attempt. He's racing for RCR. Can he fill the conspiracy theory and make it happen? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at, like, I don't know who to pick. And then I got thinking of a conspiracy theory. I was like, oh, my God, I got to mention it Race Chat Live. And I know Chris is going to have his mind blown on this. And Chris is going to love it because, you know, like I said earlier, this wouldn't be Race Chat Live if we did not have conspiracy theories. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, uh, of course, the, the conspiracy starts on qualifying day, right? Uh, somebody's going to have to outbeat uh, the Hendrick cars. Uh, it's because uh, yeah, I think that's... for, what, is it six years now that uh, there's been a Hendrick driver on the front row? I think so. And where I was going with this, um, and I don't want to jump ahead of things here, Um but I'll jump ahead a bit, and then we'll come back to finishing the list because um, we're almost there. 
Uh, we have so for front row predictions, I kind of put I was thinking storylines. Will be good storyline. I said Ryan Blaney, you know, coming off Cup Series championship, put him on the front row. Why not? Um, another storyline could be somebody like Alex Bowman, who had looked like a good start for 2023 last year. Then he had his back injury from racing sprint cars, and he came back, and he didn't look like the Alex Bowman we are used to seeing. And I feel like this would be a good storyline in terms of maybe like a confidence booster for Bowman and that 48 team, being that they did not finish 2023 on a good note. Um Another one I mentioned was possibly Noah Gregson. Uh, He raced for Legacy. Then he had the suspension with social media nonsense that he had. uh, And then opted not to finish once uh, once his suspension was lifted. And I feel like this is Gregson kind of making a comeback run at it. And I feel like this would be a good storyline hit. Um for Gregson. Uh, yes, the, the, the storyline with Gregson um, would be a hell of a comeback for sure if he were to uh, come out of this. You know, I mean, and that's a story of Haas race car. So, you know, it's he can definitely be a threat. Uh, it's a new beginning for him. I, I, I would scratch the rookie season and, claim, you know, he didn't really get to finish his rookie season. So, um you know, as we look at things, uh, this is a fresh start for him. And then, um, so going back on our on our little list here for hot picks, um, I'm looking at for another favorite um, that would fit the mold. Um, what do you think of Ryan Blaney? I feel I, we know Talladega is his, his deal. I I know he doesn't have a Daytona 500 win, but you can't ignore the power that Ford has, especially Penske. Um, and I we can arguably say the RFK way because Pe- Keselowski learned the Penske way and made it the RFK way over there. Yes, uh, Keselowski has done a great job at instituting what he's learned between the two organizations that he's worked for beforehand, Junior slash Hendrick, and then, of course, uh, Penske. And he's been able to bring those those assets and what he's learned over and change the culture at RFK. So it's not just the organization getting a new owner. He's helped come in and change the culture. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you sit here and think about it because last year when we did power rankings, we sat here and said, is the is a two-car team the better way to go? Are, is a two-car team really beating these four-car teams, or are these four-car teams just such a big powerhouse that they're just killing these two-car teams? And last year, RFK literally knocked on the door and said, hey, we may be a two-car team, but we can go out and compete with these monster giant four-car teams like Gibbs, uh, Penske and that may be a three-car team. Um, Hendrick, another four-car team out of the bat. RCR could be there too, but they need a second talented driver. Um, I agree with that 100. 
Uh, William Byron, I've listed as a contender. He's never won a Daytona 500, but he has won at Daytona. Um, is, he only has three top tens to his name, unfortunately. But, I I mean, William Byron could break out and have a Daytona 500 win and have another breakout season. Uh, I mean, why not? Um, trying to see some other names. Um I feel like, excuse me there. I feel like Ross Chastain could be listed as an underdog as well. Um, you know, I'm throwing a long shot here in this one. You may think I'm crazy. Maybe you don't, but I can't leave a third Penske car out of this. List. I'm going to put Austin Sindrick as a contender. He's won a Daytona 500 on his rookie year. <laughs> you know, Sindrick's in a in a difficult situation right now because it's it's win or get out of here. You know, and I don't. I'm not sure how long, how much of a leash uh, Penske will continue with Austin Sindrick, being that that's the mothership car, the number two car, of course, is the staple number in that organization and Cindric is not producing and he hasn't produced anything other than a Daytona 500 win. Now he may always go down as a Daytona 500 champion, but he's not going to be in a top flight ride if Cindric doesn't piece it all together. This could be the year and this could be the race where, you know, he could start it back over again and, and, and once again, uh, a shine. He was a heavily touted rookie. Unlike some of the other rookies that have come up, Austin Sendrick was not a question mark around his name. It was, you know, he was supposed to be strong at road courses and super speedways, and out the box, he definitely proved that he was fast. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure what's happening. Right, right. And um, one thing we need to, or I've mentioned earlier that we could talk about is that the uh, Daytona 500 qualifying, which is tomorrow night, and then the duels are Thursday, um, not only tomorrow will we find out who is on the front row, guaranteed, but what open cars are locked into the Daytona 500. And there's one open car I mentioned earlier uh, that's entering the Daytona 500, um, unexpectedly showing up but does not have a driver is the New York Racing 44 car. And we heard the news from Greg Biffle himself earlier saying uh, he was offered to race for this team this weekend and he turned it down because of uh, some prior engagement or whatever that just didn't happen. And it seems like and we all said racing money talks and this could have been one of those deals where either Biffle didn't get paid at all or he didn't get the full paycheck he they agreed to. Yeah. Yeah, big news. Uh, somebody didn't pay their bills. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and I'm not sure who wants to step in the race car. I'm sure that uh, somebody will take a crack at trying to start the Daytona 500, but uh, before they get in that car, it, it's good that Biffle warned them, hey, you're probably not going to get paid. So get the experience if you can. But, uh, hey, 
Who knows? Maybe old Derek Cope will show up at the racetrack. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting here thinking, like, who's going to fill in this car? Because I feel like, I mean, you have qualifying tomorrow. Who's hopping in the seat? And how desperate are these guys going to have a driver? Um, I mean, I feel like it's going to come to a point where they're just going to grab some short track local regular and say, here, here's an opportunity for a cup car. We'll pay you 50 bucks. I don't think it's any smoke coming on tailpipes, but... <laughs> But, um, yeah, no doubt. The other open, the other Morgan open car is going in. Uh, is, the hey, other open, how about the, how about that truck driver? What's his name? Neil. Uh, oh hell, not uh, Dead Gum. He made the truck race a few years ago. I, I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Been around Norm a long Benning. Time. Norm Benning. Yeah, I'm sure Norm wouldn't mind uh, taking a crack at starting the Daytona 500. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, let's... I mean, he's not he's not in the truck race this weekend, sadly. Um, anyways, the open cars also entering this weekend as well. Uh, the 62 Beard Motorsports, Anthony Alfredo. Uh, the 78 BJ McLeod for Live Fast Motorsports. I mentioned earlier the team is still around, but they're not a charter team as it, they got bought out by Spire uh, for that charter. Uh, the other open cars, we mentioned the 44, the 36 of Kaz Grala driving for Front Row Motorsports. Um, We've also mentioned, oh, the 60 car, David Reagan for RFK Racing. They're put they're putting in a third car as an open entry. And then, of course, my driver for the longest time, Mr. Seven-Time, Jimmy Johnson, driving a Toyota, which will be, all I'm saying is going to be interesting because we've always known Jimmy Johnson was Chevy. Do what there, Taz? I'm sorry. I got some stuff going on in the background. Oh, no worries. Uh, some of the other open cars we had was uh, RFK Racing, uh, David Reagan uh, driving for the third RFK car as an open entry. You have uh, you know David Reagan. Jimmy John- wow, let's 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 go there for a second. 2011, right? 2011, David Reagan was about to put his name on the uh, Earl. What is it, Earl J? What is it? What's it called? The Earl Ed Gummit. I hate it when I do that. Uh, what, what's the name of the trophy, Taz? Help me out. Um, anyway, I'm trying to help you out so, here. <laughs> I'll get you well, the name here in a minute. If you don't know <laughs> so yeah, I have forgotten it from old age. Probably Taz hasn't uh, hasn't uh, ever oh, known what the, it was the called. Har- the Harley J Earl Trophy. <laughs> the Earl J Harley. Okay, I, I'm dyslexic, so that makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, something happened, right, and uh, Trevor Bain was able to – oh, he, he started. He moved before the start. He jumped down before the start, and it cost him the Daytona 500. could have probably and possibly changed the entire path of his career at that point in time. Uh, Trevor Bain, of course, was the victor in that race. But now David Reagan's got a win at Talladega, uh, brought Front Row Motorsports their very first ever win back in 2013, I believe, at the fall race of Talladega. So, um, you know, Reagan's always been strong at uh, super speedway racing. You know, if there was ever a hot pick where 
uh, you were betting at Vegas or something like that, the line would be really good on David Reagan. That would be, definitely be one to uh, – if you were looking for a dark course, throw a couple of dollars on David Reagan. He's won at Daytona before. Yeah, he's a, so he's a restricted he... play racer. Yeah, or a super speedway racer for sure. Um, I believe it was the UPS car that he won in, and it was the uh, possibly the very last year uh, that he was racing for uh, Ralph's Fenway Racing at the time was what it was called. Um, and uh, he did pick up a win, I believe, in the July race um, in the UPS just before he signed off and went to uh, another race team. So uh, David Reagan, you know, definitely you know, a couple of wins in his career. Uh, at at Super Speedway Racing, he is he is the definition, Taz Taylor, of the dark horse. Definitely so. So, um, I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot. Um, I'll make my predictions as well. Um, who do you believe will be the front row starters for the Daytona 500, and who do you think the two open cars will get in based on qualifying? Uh, because that's all we will know for tomorrow. And, I mean, hey, we're not putting race win picks on the line because that's 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 for the pool to for to do the talking on that. But yeah, yeah, the chair in the front row. You know, I, I, you got to you got to expect Bowman to be there. Bowman and Bush are the two names that really stick out because Bush knows that you know this is. This is his year, man. I mean, he's not going to have too many more opportunities to win this thing. And so, um, of course, you know, it wouldn't be Daytona if you didn't have a Hendrick car starting on the front row. So I'm going to kneel my t- tilt my hat to Alex Bowman there, uh, who's probably going to sit on the pole, um, and and uh, Kyle Busch maybe on the outside row um, for the two provisional, right. for the two open cars making their way into the race on time as Taylor, you know, when you have a seven time champion, Jimmy Johnson sitting in the threshold there, it's, it's damn near impossible to believe that that wouldn't be one of the open cars. And then you look at the organization of RFK and what they've done. Um, you know, these are not two ordinary cars, right? First of all, you got a seven time champion in Legacy Motorsports, I'm sure she's going to be trimmed down, ready to go. And probably the best thing that TRD's ever made uh, will be up underneath that uh, power plant there for Jimmy Johnson as they try to make a name for themselves, uh, being the new kids on the block within the manufacturer. Um, but uh, definitely over on the other side, the coin flip, you've got David Reagan, who's going to be in the RFK. Of course, Fords are always fast and strong uh, at the super speedway races. Ford takes uh, – um, a lot of uh, a lot of heat if they're not fast. So you know those two guys off the board, being the, from the organizations they're from, and of course Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion. May I add once again, uh, you know it's kind of hard to think outside that box. Um, I, I'm sure that some kids, some of these kids, uh, possibly the '62 car, Anthony Alfredo Opasta boy. You know the beard car is always fast. Uh, so I don't want to take anything away from them, and, uh, you know, outside of that, we start trying to pick names, right? Because we know the 62 is fast. The 62 is always showing up. Um, but outside of the, those two, those three open cars, um, you know, the list starts You got the front row 36 car. 
Who's who's piloting that one? Kaz uh, Grala. Kaz Grala, and that's another Ford Power car. Um, so you know, I don't know. Kaz uh, has been in this position before. Uh, he's gotten his car in. I think every time that he's uh, tried to make the field for the Daytona 500. Uh, but th- th- I believe I believe those positions will be uh, uh, will be gotten in the duels on Thursday. Taz Taylor. All right, all right. So my front row um, predictions. Um, I'm I'm with you uh, in terms of Alex Bowman going on the front row, um, and and going on the front row. I don't believe he's going to get the pull. Um, I believe he'll start on the outside of the front row. I mean, just like you said, you can't knock Hendrick off the front row. Um, so you got to at least have one on there. Uh, and then my other car, um, I'm going out for a limb, and I'm going with the newly hired driver at Stuart Haas Racing. I'm going Noah Gregson on this one. Put a redemption mark on it. Give him the pole. Um, in terms of open cars, I'm with you on Jimmy Johnson. I mean, last year he qualified on speed. Um, I think he just nearly edged out Travis Pastrana. Uh, and, and then for my other open car, uh, between Reagan, Alfredo, and Grala, um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go Alfredo in the 62 car. I know I know RFK is going to have the power for David Reagan, and I'm sure he'll probably get in on speed. But I would just like to see a small team just to guarantee themselves in. And I think they've done it before, too. So I want to see the 62 car, um, Anthony Alfredo, get in on time. So I think those are going to be my two. And apparently I just saw a post saying uh, NY Racing has a driver for the Daytona 500, and it should be announced tomorrow morning before Garage opens per sources as a former NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion. Oh, former Johnny Benson coming out of retirement. Todd Bodine. <laughs> uh-huh. Todd Bodine. Oh, Mike boy. Hey, Mike Wallace would have been a good pick, though. And Mike is a hell of a uh, speedway racer. Hey, um, as, Craig would say, as Craig would name this driver, God bless Johnny Sauter. Hey, there you go. God bless Johnny Sauter. But, you know, it's probably Matt Crafton. You know it's probably Matt Crafton. I know it's no, probably no, Matt it can't, no, it can't be. It can't be Matt Crafton because um, Thor Sport, I believe, uh, I believe they're a Ford team. If they still are, uh, and yeah. last and uh, NY Racing, unless they change manufacturers, I believe they are a Chevy team. 
Yeah, maybe Johnny Sauter, but I'm gonna put my money that it's Matt Crafton. I am. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a wager there. Uh, that uh, it's gonna be Matt Crafton starting behind the wheel there. It just makes sense. Matt's already gonna be at the racetrack, so you're probably looking at somebody who's already there. You're obviously looking at an older guy who maybe hasn't had a crack too many times at the Daytona 500. Of course, you know that's that's been the story of his career, right? Uh, he's been a great truck driver. Uh, but outside of that, Matt Crafton's name isn't very well known once you get above the truck series. So I'll be surprised if it's somebody else. Matt Crafton just seems to fit the grade there. Unless they find old Ted Musgrave or maybe Johnny Benson. I, I heard last time Johnny Benson was uh, – last time he was at the drag track, he was uh, the coach for – a driving coach for Danica Patrick. So. <laughs> or, maybe they could, or maybe they could magically grab Derek Cope. Hey, Derek Cope is my number one pick, man. If 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 you can't find a driver, call Derek Cope. He is the he. Is, <laughs> you know, maybe Greg Sachs will come out of retirement. Now, Greg Sachs is oh, another geez. good guy that you <laughs> throw old R and D on the side of that race car, and he'll be glad to jump in it. <laughs> <laughs> We got the, we got all the picks squared away. We've gotten all of them squared out. We got right? we got we got the we got the pick squared away. We've made our front row predictions, our open car qualifying predictions. Um, who's gonna win the regular season sort- championship test? Who's going? Oh, regular season championship. You know what? I sat here and I said, <clears throat> I think about the clash, right? And I'm thinking, oh, this could be Denny Hamlin. And then, <laughs> and then I took another step back because, like I, like we have mentioned, the last couple of years the LA Coliseum Clash it's happened. The winner of that race has either won the regular season or become the Cup Series champion. Um, and I sat here and I immediately, immediately thought Denny Hamlin. Um, then I took a few steps back and I was like, no, maybe not. Maybe he could actually win a cup series championship. So let me take a step back. Um, and then I look back and I go, if Denny, and I go, who could be the guy to do it? And there are two drivers that came to name both out of the Hendrick camp. Um, and I'm looking at Kyle Larson or William Byron. I mean, Byron had a breakout year, nearly won the regular season last year, so that could be a monkey on him. Um, If Kyle Larson picks up the momentum that he had in the last 10 races last year, him and Cliff Daniels could pull off another 10-win season this year. I mean, I know it would be a snooze fest, but like I've said a few years ago when Kyle Larson won the championship, Larson and Cliff Daniels reminds me of Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss. Those two just work so well together. You have a wheel man. You have a guy that knows what he's doing on top of the box. Um, but, and then I took another step back and said, you know what? I, Denny Hamlin's always struggled. He's, he always struggled for that championship. He's going to win the regular season. So I'm going to say Denny Hamlin. Wow, Denny Hamlin for the regular season championship. You know, when Will when Will B uh, Willie B put together his breakout season last year, 
it was not a surprise to anybody here at the Race Chat Live. The surprise, I think, from the most part on Willie B's behalf is how long it took him to get there. But now that the, the clippings have been uh, – uh, now that his wings have been clipped and he uh, obviously had his for real breakout season last year, for the next 10 years, Taz Taylor, there's really going to be – a tough notch for these younger kids coming along because of the experience that I believe Willie B has already, uh, he's accelerated his career faster and beyond what I think anybody uh, um, has done before. Um, So, you know, outside of that uh, realm, you know, I, I mean, it's just hard to bet on anybody else. You look at the fatiguing career of Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., you expect something. Of course, Kyle Larson, but I don't think Kyle Larson has his ass on uh, winning a regular season championship. Um, I think that uh, the most Mr. Consistency that we uh, need to watch for is, uh, you, you know, um, William Byron and uh, what's the uh, – Ryan Blaney, of course, you know, um, probably Joey Logano, um Obviously, the type of year that Chris Buescher and uh, Brad Keselowski had last year, you would think that maybe they would be contenders. Of course, they didn't, yeah, they didn't start out the season as strong. Look, they were somewhere on the bottom half of our power rankings top ten, uh, which, of course, uh, we will have a power rankings put together for next week uh, just as soon as we take the green flag for um, uh, well, the checkered flag for the Daytona 500. So make sure that we have those arranged and ready to go for next week. Can't start the season uh, without the power rankings. Preseason power rankings, whatever. We'll just finish on however however they finished last year, whatever. But uh, definitely that's something that will be on the board uh, to take care of next week. Um, But, um, you know, as I go back to Mr. Consistency, William Byron was inconsistent a lot last year, but he had the breakout year. I think that's where they're going to be focused this year, Taz Taylor. Um, they're going to be focused on winning that regular season championship, accumulating as many points as possible, and showing Chase Elliott that you don't belong here, man. You don't belong here. And that's going to be the story at Hendrick Motorsports all year long. Alex Bowman is going to be working to save his ass, and William Byron and Kyle Larson are going to remind Chase Elliott that you don't belong here. So, you know, that's, that's, my, that's my take. All right, all right. Um, William Byron, man. I mean, I mean, I made it ten ten minutes too long just to pick William Byron, but uh, I, I had to, that's, I had that's to okay. give Jason. Okay. I had to give Jason something to cut out there so that he can use that as the title. He doesn't belong here. So that's going to be the goal <laughs> of the Hendrick drivers. Because <laughs> he doesn't, and we all know that he is he is a seat warmer right now because uh, he's in his feelings, whether or not. We, at the end of the year, say that comeback driver of the year is Chase Elliott. That's that's beg to differ. I mean, you know, it it could be Noah Gregson. If Noah Gregson puts together a win or two and has an outstanding year, um, Noah Gregson would be my first comeback driver of the year pick um, based off of where his career started and where it needs to go. Could it still be Chase Elliott? He drives for Hendrick Motorsports. He's he's a champion. He's uh, discredited a lot for um, his – his career uh, because of his fan base. But at the same time, 
honestly, he's the third best driver at Hendrick Motorsports, so he doesn't belong here. Is all I'm trying to say. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll catch a ride over at Penske or something. You know, Logano is probably going to get the uh, kick the boot in the next couple of years. But now I'm off the rails, so let's bring it back, Taz. What we got? <laughs> well, we said regular season champion, early predictions, power rankings will be next week. Even though power rankings with how I uh, well with how with my formula that I've done it, um, I don't think they'll be the most ideal um, ones. But it be it, it can be a start. So you know what, it could be out of whack. But again. We've had out of whack things happen on this show before, and why stop now? <laughs> well, and Taz, that leads me so, to one more, one more quick question before we close this thing out. I know uh, we're a little bit past the hour, um, but you know we're always looking for the next breakout king. We're always looking for the next guy that that shows up and shows out. Of course, Ross Chastain come out of left field. Um, you know we're all, we're still waiting on Daniel Suarez. Uh, to bust out, um, of course, Josh Berry's probably going to be one of those drivers that you look. But judging from last season, uh, you have you have a few guys, right, that can make this list. You got a Josh Berry, you've got a Noah Gregson, you've got a Ty Gibbs, right? You got a John Hunter Nemechek as well. Out of those four guys, I may be missing one, and I did, and maybe you can add that. Who do you feel is going to have that breakout season? Who do you feel could could very well have that uh, maybe first win or just you know just a breakout year to where he uh, uh, puts an anchor on his career here in the NASCAR Cup Series? Um, you didn't easy. You did not mention his name. Uh, he's I'm going to say snuck. He snuck into the final four the last two years. Um, and last year, unfortunately, didn't he DNF the championship finale. And I'm saying Christopher Bell. That's a good bail. That's a good ringer. That's a good ringer. It is he, time for him. He, it is. He's, he, he's won one, maybe two races um, in each of the last few years. But you can't ignore the fact that he's been to the championship for the last two years. Um, we've all thought he would be out eliminated early, and he did not. Um, he's, he's I mean, like I said, he snuck his way in. Uh, if you remember two years ago, he won at Martinsville when we pretty much had him written off the board. Um, last year, uh, I'm trying to think. He won somewhere, and we said, no, he wasn't going to win in this one. He's done in the final eight. No, he won his way through again. Um, I think it was Las Vegas, but I could be wrong. But he snuck through, and I think this is his time to break out and have a multi, definitely a multi-win season um, that – put the stamp on the marking like hey i'm here to contend i'm not here for you to sit here and say oh he's easy for top fives top tens and sleep on him forever for wins and and he 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 i think this is it well and i can see where he could still fit in that category it's hard to tell it's hard to say you know a breakout year for a guy who's had uh 
two trips to the Final Four in the last two years. But I can kind of see uh, where we'll fit that one in. Myself, I, I'm going to go, you know, I, I'm going to use this opportunity. Obviously, what we've seen from Chris Buescher last year um, uh, was, you know, absolutely amazing, three wins. But there's another guy at that organization who's had his moments of glory, who is a former champion, but has somehow lost his way. That's Brett Keselowski, right? Uh, so, you know, maybe we'll see the breakout year that we've been expecting from Brad. But if that's a little bit off category, then I'll push it a little bit back further down, and uh, and I'll, I'll basically um, go to where I was going to go to with Ty Gibbs. So we've watched Ty Gibbs the last couple of years, and sure, most of us have formulated opinion against, against him that's not very favorable. But what he's been able to accomplish and, and the tremendous strides that he made last year in the cup car are, um, you know, hands down, um, the kid deserves a little bit of credit. As I'm speaking this, though, there's a name that, that definitely comes to mind that's screaming to me right now. And, you know, Tyler Reddick is probably a name that could fit in that list as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, uh, obviously probably Brad would fit better in the comeback uh, driver of the year. Uh, so maybe we'll just move him over to that one. And, and, and it, it's a tough fold between a Tyler Reddick and a Ty Gibbs. It's funny that they're both Toyota drivers. Toyota may have the uh, the counter edge right now uh, when it comes to the younger talent. Definitely uh, between Tyler Reddick and Noah Gregson and John Hunter Nemechek. John has won on every level that he's raced at. He's always been the underdog. Right, John Hunter Nemechek has always been the underdog. We do not give that kid enough credit. We're going to see what he's made of this year. He didn't have the opportunity at front row that he has coming in with his legacy car. So, um, that, I, I, you know what I found out here in the last three minutes of this segment, Taz Taylor. Um, I, I'm ready to hear old boogity Let's go racing, boys. Oh, Chris, I, I know I I know you want to hear it, but Chris, don't you worry. I'm pretty sure there will be a video of my annual tradition of calling the green flag when we go racing, and don't you worry. If you know how the last two years went, we can go a little rowdy for route for year number three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Tate, I think we've sunk the airwaves enough here tonight. Uh, as I said before, we've gone a little bit over. Thank you for covering and uh, giving us an opening rant. I don't know what that rant was, but I'm sure that it was good. Um, but uh, uh, I, I didn't really there. have an opening rant. I didn't really have an opening <laughs> rant for you. I kind of just, I, I just went straight in, and at one point you could tell I was starting to run out of things to talk about. And then you hopped well, on. I was like, oh yes, thank you. You saved the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not opening the show with the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift rant that you told me that you were going to come out with when I told you I was going to be. Oh, late. good so, lord! Just, we, uh, no, thank just, you for no, saving no, the, don't the, get the listeners. Uh, <laughs> and 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 because uh, obviously once that started, I'm sure most people would have went ahead and turned the show off. So I do thank you, Taz, for not uh, starting out with the Taz. <laughs> I mean, with the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift saga. So, uh, yes, uh, hell of a Super Bowl. Probably one of the best Super Bowls I ever watched. Uh, literally, hands down, I had no iron in the fire. I like Patrick Mahomes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a former Manning fan. 
Uh, I did have a little soft spot for Brady there the last two years of his career being in Tampa Bay. Um, uh, so and my Mahomes hasn't quite grown on me all the way, uh, but just watching him refuse to lose, right? You remember that old saying, the old 2014, yep. uh, refuse to lose? That's kind of the way that I felt Patrick Mahomes was. He took the, he took the game into his own hands, literally his own legs and his own hands, and, uh, you know, persevered. As for the conflict from Kelsey to coach, man, leave that stuff between a player and a coach. You, you, you don't know their relationship, and that's all I've got to say about that. You don't know their relationship. Um, obviously, Andy Reid uh, is probably one of the best disciplinaries in football uh, that's ever been, uh, but he's also a very humble guy and a loving guy, and he loves his players. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if, you weren't, if you didn't notice that he wasn't moved at all by Kelsey's passion, and I'll call it exactly that, uh, the passion, uh, then, then obviously he was not uh, he he was not feathered uh, by his approach. So we all shouldn't be feathered by his approach. Uh, approach and remember that we're watching a man's game, and uh, sometimes men get heated in the battle. And uh, hey, he turned around and wound up I think with the most catches and the most yards. This isn't the show for that, but uh, since uh, Taz Taylor didn't open up with the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey saga, I figured I would end the show uh, with my take on how that actually transpired. But, uh, hey, you know what? The end of the Super Bowl means that, hey, it is our Super Bowl week as well, and we are ready to hear the cars fire up tomorrow night. Daytona qualifying, baby. And then Thursday we'll have the Twin 125. Friday is going to be a day of uh, practice, I believe, and truck series racing. Saturday is going to be Archer racing and Xfinity. And then the Great American Race will come to you live Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's when they say they're going to drop the green flag, Taz Taylor. I looked at the radar, 80% chance of showers on Sunday. So, uh, hey, you know how you get rain in uh, your area if you've been in a drought? Just oh, like yeah. NASCAR race. <laughs> All right, Taz Taylor, get us out of here, my friend. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening on the Race Chat Live. We'll be back here hopefully at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you want to listen to us any form of podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, you name it, we're more than likely on it. iHeartRadio, just look up the 110 Nation Sports or the 110 Nation, and you'll find uh, Race Chat Live, our Sunday night shows, The Closers, um, they're a sports show that covers sports within the week. Uh, you also have uh, the 110 Nation Sports Show that happens on Wednesdays with Mr. CJ and Mario. Uh, they talk about the NF- the major sports, uh, the main topics uh, like the NBA, NFL, that type of deal. Um, and then um, you also see past shows of Safety to Success by Jared, who's on Thursday nights. Hopefully, he'll be starting up uh, soon once again. Um, and Mondays, if we get those going again, will be the 110 Nation Race Chat Live exclusives where uh, where Chris and Jason will get to interview uh, drivers or sports-related uh, people, regardless of their players, coaches, uh, drivers, whatever. Um, but yeah, 
Also, check out our YouTube channel. Just go subscribe to that. You can listen to our YouTube shorts, clips of our shows, if you don't want to listen to our full show, um, or want to get a glimpse that of what our shows are like. That is the coolest thing that we've got going on. Taz, that is the coolest thing we've got going on. And what what a better way to get introduced to the shows than to just sit there and listen to a little three- or four- or five-minute clip, right? I mean, you don't have to listen to the whole show. Just wait for Mr. CJ Sports and the 110 Nation to pop out our pod clips. And, uh, of course, they can uh, just watch that uh, small version. If they like it, uh, then they can tune in to the entire show. Exactly. Um be sure to follow our Facebook pages, the 110 Nation uh, Facebook page and the Race Chat Live page. Our uh, NASCAR pool open to the public. Year two starts tomorrow with our picks. Um, I broke down the rules earlier to start the show as well uh, in a quick format type of deal. Uh, Chris and I are not in the same group this year. We broke off into separate groups, so... Uh, Chris, good luck to you this season. Hopefully we'll meet in the playoffs. Um, and, hey, we'll see how things go. Anyways, we'll see you next Tuesday night for Race Chat Live. This has been the Caution Flag Racing Radio. Chris Creighton, I'm the Tasmanian Devil Flaggers, Taz Taylor, saying good night. We'll see you all next Tuesday as we talk about the Daytona 500 and the Atlanta race to come. Good night, folks. All right. Good night. Good night, everybody. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for all your blessings. You said in all things give thanks. So we want to thank you tonight for these mighty machines that you brought before us. Thank you for the Dodges and the Toyotas. Thank you for the Fords. And most of all, we thank you for Roush and Yates partnering to give us the power that we see before us tonight. Thank you for GM Performance Technology and the R07 engines. Thank you for Sunoco Racing Fuel and Goodyear Tires that bring performance and power to the track. Lord, I want to thank you for my smoking hot wife tonight, Lisa, my two children, Eli and Emma, or as we like to call them, the little E's. Lord, I pray you bless the drivers and use them tonight. May they put on a performance worthy of this great track. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.